0: On Local Now, Channel 525.
1: Intelligent, conservative, the answer. Welcome to The Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, 5'2, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay.
0: Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea Acacia. What a great show it's been so far. Last hour we had Larry Elder on, he kicked off the show. Then talking about his presidential campaign. Then we had, of course, uh, Gunnery Sergeant Jesse Jane Duff talking about the military stuff going on off of Alaska, which is crazy. Uh, This hour, we've got Mondays with Maloney, of course. He kicks off uh, every Monday night. Sometimes he tries to skedaddle. He tries to get away from me, but y'all know he 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 ain't going very far. At 7.30, we've got Amy Reichert, who's running in District 4 in the special election to replace Nathan Fletcher. Glad that dude is gone, and we need to get Amy over the line, so stay tuned for that. Um, I'm thinking, you know, y'all know that I lovingly nicknamed Brian Maloney my spicy fried chicken because he's my comfort food, but I need you to come in so hot that you're like Nashville hot tonight, my man, because I am hot over Ron DeSantis and some of the ridiculous comments that he made recently um, in relation to the twenty twenty election, on the heels of a former president being completely persecuted by the Department of Justice, this fool has been going around saying Joe Biden won fair and square. I want to play one clip. I've got two clips of him saying that because some people on Twitter were coming at me, Brian, saying oh. that that DeSantis had never said that Joe Biden won fair and square. So I want to get your reaction. We're going to start with clip two. Yes
2: or no, did Donald
0: Trump lose the 2020 election?
1: Whoever puts their hand on the Bible on January 20th every four years uh, is the winner.
0: OK, but respectfully... You did not clearly answer that question. And if you can't give a yes or no because on whether or not Trump
3: lost, then how? Of can... course, no, of, of course he lost. Uh, Trump lost the 2020 of, election.
0: Of course, okay. uh, Joe
1: Biden's the president. But the issue is, I think what, what people in the media and elsewhere, they want to act like somehow this was just like the perfect election.
0: Your response, my man, Brian Maloney for Red Wave America. Well,
1: I think that's a really mealy mouthed answer. And, you know, you can tell that what I, I'm not even sure who the questioner was there, but it sounded like they were looking for the left wing, you know, talking point response. But, I mean, it sounded like he was trying to duck the issue and kind of bend around it. And, you know, but I know why he's doing that, because that's in the news. Have you seen that his largest donor, Andrea, is well, somebody who's given him $30 million so far or whatever. I don't even know how they do that. You can't must have been funneled through packs because yes. you can't give can't give them 30 million straight through. Uh, but the bottom line is biggest donor uh, so far has said, you, know, you have to move to the middle or I'm not mm-hmm. giving you another dime. Well, DeSantis has already been in the middle this entire time. I mean, he has yep. played the middle, which is unusual. Republicans usually play the conservative side in the primaries and then move to the middle in the general. But DeSantis went that way from the beginning. And I think it's because The donors required it, but the problem is there's not enough of a base there. There's not, you know, there's never any excitement around the middle of anything. You know, that doesn't inspire anybody. You're giving that kind of an answer. Well, not only that, but
0: the New York Times poll came out last week. Seventy five percent of Republicans felt that Trump had the right to question the election because there was crap that went on. And here's and then and the next day after Trump's arraignment on Thursday, this is what DeSantis had to say. Uh, This is a shorter clip, but it's even worse to me. Clip six. The former president's chief challenger offering his strongest rebuke yet of Trump's election fraud claims.
1: I've said many times uh, the election is what it is. All those theories that were put out did not prove to be true.
0: So how is he any different than Mike Pence, Chris Christie or anybody else?
1: Well, how's he any different from a Democrat who might be saying the same thing? Good and it's point. funny because I haven't even heard RFK Jr. say something like that. Have you? And that man's running as a Democrat. Uh, so, I mean, really, what's the difference? I mean, DeSantis could be trying out for an MSNBC slot right there. He could probably get it. I mean, you know, you notice the news media, they, they really don't go after DeSantis too much. As long as he says the right things, they're not attacking him, really. So, you know, I think they, they are in on this. They know. But I think Republicans are not fooled. I mean, the the, the sliver of support that DeSantis has is so small. And it's uh, threatened by the Vivek guy, or I can never say his name right or whatever. And, you know, that guy's neck and neck with him. And, yeah, if you want it. You know, if you want to cut the, the Pence vote in half, the 5% of GOP support, <laughs> you want to get the two and a half you know, points and, and Pence can have the other two. But what's that worth? It's not it's, worth anything.
0: It's the dumbest but you've been involved in many campaigns. Is, is this not the dumbest campaign strategy you've ever seen? You can't win the primary without supporting a, and getting the MAGA support. Vivek Ramaswamy has run a smart campaign because he is taking over the number two spot. Why? Because he goes out there constantly he never he never drags trump he supports yes. trump was down in miami during that arraignment says this is crap what the doj is doing he and when he talks about the issues he just talks about what he would do if he became president he never bags trump never well
1: and that's and it's funny because you said the right word you said issues he and rfk jr are the two people talking the most about issues and it's no surprise that both of them are garnering a lot of support. Now Trump is getting on the issues a little bit, and it's not really his fault. The problem is, you know, they're, they're trying to keep him from ever having a chance to get to the issues by throwing phony indictment after phony indictment after phony indictment against him to keep him so that he's distracted all the time and can't ever uh, articulate issues. But I did see today that he was pushing some issues in terms of economics and, and you know the cost of living that people are dealing with. If I were running for president right now, Andrea. What I would be talking about is inflation, the fact that no one can afford anything anymore, the fact that the younger generations will probably never be able to buy a house. Yeah. Um, they'll, be, they'll be renting from BlackRock, okay, yeah. who, who is buying up all the properties, and that Bill Gates is buying up all the farms, and what he doesn't own, the, the communist is buying up. So, you know, the bottom line is our food supply is threatened, our standard of living is threatened, our ability to have a roof over our heads to pay the bills, to pay for gas. The crime wave, the crime, crime wave crime. going
0: on, the open Why, border that we've got. It's insane. Open
1: border. Why is it so hard? These issues are so obvious to you, me and anyone listening to you right now because we're living this every day. So when these people in Washington can't figure any of these basic issues out, you don't hear DeSantis talking about this stuff. Well, he did the-
0: reveal his, his economic plan, but it was – he delivered it, – it doesn't matter what he's talking about. It's so dull. It's so without any passion. It's so inauthentic that you almost don't even hear it. When he came out and gave that – his big economic speech, I made a joke, if a tree falls in a forest and nobody's around, does it make a sound? Because, you know, he just – and and the one of the biggest I don't think anyone
4: noticed it I don't think yeah.
0: anybody noticed it, and it's because he's got a, char- char- a charisma issue as well. The guy cannot well, yeah. win a general election. He never had the ability to do so. This has been a disaster for him if he, and, and for us, too, because it would have been great for him on the VP side and going into yeah. 2024 because he doesn't have the charisma to do it on his own. He needed to ride the coattails into the oh, White oh. House. He's gotten really crappy advice from a whole lot of people. Um, I got a shift while I'm talking. Talking to Brian Maloney because I thought this was really interesting. Mitch McConnell getting heckled; he didn't wasn't able to make it through a minute of a speech before people were, shan- you know, chanting "Retire, ditch Mitch." Skins, please yeah. play clip nine.
4: I just told, uh, I just told David Beck his introduction is longer than my speech. Elaine and I are really excited to be back at Pantic Farm.
0: please stop it's too painful it's too painful who who were
1: the people that were there because i don't know do you know you know mitch mcconnell is the least popular politician nationally in the country you can see poll after poll that shows his favorability rating is below 20 percent and uh, nationally and i don't even know who those 20 percenters are because most republicans i know despise the man i mean he he was at an event
0: he was at an event where he says this is his 28th year for being at the fry and something it's like some little local event and he you know he was expecting to go there and get a hero's welcome as a local dude because evidently that's what he's done so this these are his local peeps
1: well and that's and that's the bottom line look he has undermined us from within, for so many years, through so many election cycles, when he controlled the Senate uh, campaign purse strings, which he has for 25 years at least, uh, so you know he has consistently worked in primaries to damage the conservative and and boost the liberal. And when two Republicans were running against each other in Alaska's top two finish, he went and backed Lisa Murkowski, yep. who will probably flip and become a Democrat uh, you know, sometime this year. So I mean that and he did that against a real conservative, a woman who was fantastic, who was trying to run and, and I mean he actually poured money. Murkowski is one of the worst politicians on Capitol Hill, one of the worst, sleaziest. Uh and so that's what we've had. So if we could get rid of him, maybe the GOP would have a chance. But we were stuck with these you know, it's like an albatross, basically. Yeah. And we're also stuck with Mitt Romney. And, you know, this is what I've been saying. You know, yes. last time I was on with you, we were talking about we need to actively work to make sure that uh, Mitt Romney is primary, that we get rid of him. We should be pouring in money from around the country into Utah. Uh, to, and I don't care, you know, how much of it's out of state. I don't care who gripes about that or whatever. Mitt Romney is killing us yes. at the national level. He's killing our party. Uh, and we've got to wipe them out. We've got to make sure that another Republican is the is the nominee. You know, it's, it's a pretty safe seat for Republicans if you don't screw it up. And you know, there are people starting. It. So we have to. We need to be working on removing some of these disgusting rhinos. Yeah. Uh, and, and McConnell is is the leader of them. I mean, he's abs- Lisa Murkowski. I mean, this is disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. See,
0: it, yeah. So uh, it so they the RNC back in the twenty twenty two terms, withheld any money from any of the Trump-backed MAGA candidates, and then they wanted to hang Trump for the fact that, oh, see, this is why we can't have him run for president again, because he's a loser. No, if Nobody he backs wins. Right.
1: Um, well, they sacrificed the election yes. to try to make a point about Trump. Yes. And one thing, if you talk to conservative uh, candidates who were running for House seats uh, in con- winnable conservative districts, what they'll tell you, and I saw this after the election, they were saying, why, you know, why was Kevin McCarthy uh, pouring money into unwinnable districts in New England and things like that they were diverting money into hopeless races
0: yeah absolutely all right Brian Maloney appreciate you being here Red Wave you America bet. all right till next week stay Thanks. frosty my friend all right stay tuned because we've got a, we've got a story of a rapper who was a hero yesterday and then he went zero and became a zero to me today why we'll share that with you and come back.
3: Andrea K telling you like it is all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
0: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, one of the things we've got to strategize about at our Saving America Town Hall this coming Thursday with me, Mike Gallagher, and Officer Brandon Tatum, and you all out there is saving the children. Because it's been decades now in the works that the cultural Marxists want to, the communist want to transform America from a constitutional republic to a communist state. And they've got to, they had to attack our religious beliefs. Uh, they had to attack the family. They had to attack everything that we believe in, our Judeo-Christian values, principles, and beliefs, but in particularly the family. And then it became, and that's been pretty clear, and then it became the battleground now, though, is really through the hearts and the minds of the children. Complete destruction of them, construction of their minds, destruction of their bodies, the mutilation of their bodies, their ability to procreate. It's so toxic, it's so evil that I can't even believe it's debatable in this country uh, a Grammy Award winning singer and writer Neo was in an interview and um, with somebody I've never heard of before and had this to say. It's a little bit of a long clip, a minute and a half. But I want to play um, with somebody named Shaffer Shamer Smith. Never heard of this person and don't even know who Neo is. Um, but I absolutely think he's right on with his comments here. Please play Skins Clip 7. Control.
3: If your little boy comes to you and says, Daddy, I want to be a girl. And you just let him rock with that? You just let. Him. Right. He's five. Right. And where did he get that? If from? you let this five-year-old boy decide to eat candy all day, he's going to do that. Exactly. Like, when when did it become a good idea to let a five-year-old, let a six-year-old, let a twelve-year-old make a life-changing decision for themselves? Right. When did that happen? Right. Like I don't I don't understand that. I I, I don't get that. I don't and get to that. medicate these young kids that are five, six, growing up and knowing that. It affects their brain. It affects their organs. It makes them sick, but they're not allowed to do drugs. They're not allowed to do alcohol. Right. We can medicate them. He can't them drive a car yet, but he can decide his sex. Right. Oh, right. What sex orientation and he can cut up his peepee. and, and that to me that makes no sense whatsoever. Is, I, so I, I don't know if this is true, but I heard a rumor that they, they, they either passed or are trying to pass a law in LA that states if your child comes to you and asks to do some of these things and you say no, they can take your kid from you. Yeah, them. that's true. Just passed in California. That does, that makes no sense. They want us to have no control over our children. I, I, don't, I don't get it. In schools. I don't in get it. Hospitals, libraries.
0: Yes. They just want
3: to manipulate. You got to understand, when they're so young and they're already... That's, Impressionable. That's right. Mm-hmm. And from them, they're going to believe what you say. I mean, yeah. we say Santa Claus is real. You know, the Easter Bunny. Like, right, exactly. Like, they like, know what they're doing. Remember who you're dealing with. Like I, I don't, I, I can't take credit for it, but it, I heard somebody say one time, he's like, all right, if your son comes to you and says, Daddy, I want to be a girl. Ask your son, son, what is a girl?
0: Mm, that's a good one. What is he
3: going to do? He's going to say, uh, well, he might, he might.
0: Well, I don't know that I agree with that strategy, that if your son comes to you and says, I want to be a girl, you say, what's a girl? You say, you're a boy. Why would you even ask any questions of your child at that point? I know this because this was me. My parents handled it the right way. Daddy, Mama, I'm a boy. I want to be a boy. Well, you're a girl. Now, you know, go help your sister do the dishes. I mean, that's the way you handle it. But everything that Neo said is right. Daddy, I want to be a girl. And you just let him rock with that. Where did that, when did we get to a place in this country where we let five and six-year-olds and 12-year-olds make life-changing decisions for themselves? Where did we get to there? He's right on. And the co-host, whoever that was, is talking about how, you know, medicating kids, you, they, they're not allowed to do drugs or drink alcohol, but we're going to medicate them. We're going to cut off their body parts. What about any of this interchange was wrong? What about it was inaccurate? I don't understand why the next day, after he got all kinds of praise, he then has apologized. The inter- That was an interview on Vlad TV. I've never heard of him. After much reflection, I'd like to express my deepest apologies to anyone that I may have... Um, Uh, I missed the last sentence it didn't print out. I've always been an advocate for love and inclusivity in the LBGT plus community. So I understand how my comments could have been interpreted as insensitive and offensive. How? How? What you're describing is abusive children. You shouldn't care who you offend in that moment. Why don't you go look at gays for groomers? There's plenty of gay people out there that in the LBGT community who don't, and maybe not the T... But the the lesbian and gay community who don't agree with what's going on with this push to mutilate children. He says, I just personally come from an era where a man was a man and a woman was a woman. There was two genders and that's just how I rocked. You could identify as a goldfish if you feel like I don't care, that ain't my business He added, it becomes my business when you try to make me play the game with you. I'm not going to call you a goldfish, but if you want to be a goldfish, you go be a goldfish. That's fine for adults. Absolutely right on, Neo. He was also right to go on to have said in this interview, I feel like parents have almost forgotten what the role of a parent is. Right. The role of your parent is to be the adult in the room, to prepare your child for adulthood, that means, that means understanding that your child doesn't have the mental capacity to make certain decisions, and it's your job to do that for them. You don't let your child make life-altering, ruinous decisions for themselves. You were right, Neo, in the first time. You were right in the first comment you made, and you should have never apologized for it. Shame on you. Why would you go back on what, you, what was an obvious belief that you have? Why would you have jeopardized that? There's not any dollar I would ever take for my career if that's why he did it. There's not any person that I care about offending when it comes to children being taken care of and being protected. That should be our absolute number one goal. It should be absolutely non-negotiable. I don't care who I offend. In fact, we need to, we need to be a proactively intending to offend people that are on board with us. Something's wrong with them, especially the parents especially the parents, I am sick to my stomach of seeing video after video after video of women with a beard, breastfeeding a baby, injecting toxins, mentally ill women injecting toxins into their child through breast milk. Your apology just aided and abetted child abuse. I'm just sick to death of it. Thought we had thought we had somebody being willing to take a stand on behalf of what's right and wrong. We've gone insane in this country when we're not willing to stand up with these. These people are no better than what we saw happening in the Sound of Freedom move, movie, by the way. And by the way, I want to correct something here. There was a funder, somebody who invested in the movie who was accused of child kidnapping that actually had to do with a domestic uh, situation. I think an ex-wife or somebody making that accusation against him. So I think that that was just a... a, a, And and at the time, I didn't have... I think I remember saying I didn't have the information about the allegations behind that. Um, Just that, you know, oftentimes child predators are the ones pretending to be the good guys but i want to correct the record there on that story all right we're gonna take a break we come back amy reichert's gonna be here she's running to replace nathan fletcher in the special election for district four which is huge and it would be a huge victory to get amy in that position so stay tuned hear all about amy if you're not familiar with her and figure out how if you live in district four that um hear about why if you live in district four you need to support amy in the special election stay tuned
3: Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
0: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. You longtime Andrea K. Show listeners know that for a long time now, I've switched from just sharing my opinions and just, you know, coming here and sharing this time with you guys to talk about the issues. I switched from just about that to actually making sure that every show is about a call to action and about everybody getting active, uh, which is, again, our town hall, Saving America town hall is this Thursday, me, Mike Gallagher. Officer Brandon Tatum and you all coming together to work together on and chatting and getting to know each other as and having fun, but most importantly talking about what our plan is to get active and get involved at a local level to try to save this country. We can't just sit back and let our our elected officials do that for us. One of the ways that we can get active is we can actually run for office. And it's a daunting thing to do. It's not easy. And every time i speak at a republican event i say god bless those that are willing to put their neck out there and do it and you know joining me now is a real local hero of mine her name is amy reichert she's actually running in the special election who remembers we got a special election coming up right to replace nathan fletcher in district four in the county supervisors and she she joins me now amy reichert welcome back hero friend
2: It's great to be back. Thanks for having me
0: on. Okay, so, so much to cover. I I want everybody to know the District 4 is huge. It's everywhere from Hillcrest and La Mesa in Claremont and beyond. But this race actually affects everybody in San Diego. I want to start by telling everybody, uh, reminding everybody what the special election is about and why it's so important for all San Diegans.
2: Yeah, it's important. Uh, Nathan Fletcher has resigned So uh, history has been changed forever for the better because he's not uh, a county supervisor anymore and he can't do any more damage than he was doing. However, my opponents that I'm running against are even more far left than Nathan Fletcher, if you can imagine that. So there's a lot at stake. The county is at a true crossroads right now, and the special election is just eight days away, August 15th. So if you're listening right now and you live in District 4, please vote.
0: Oh, absolutely! And let's remind everybody that that you know so much talk right now about 2024 and Trump versus Desantis and all these lawsuits. But let me remind everybody back during the COVID times: who had the biggest impact on your lives? Who was actually in charge of, of denying you the ability to go to work? Who was in charge of shutting down your business if you were a hair, a hair, you know, stylist had a hair salon, a nail salon, a gym, or a restaurant? Who was in charge? of all these critical decisions that so negatively impacted you. It was the San Diego County Board of Supervisors with Nathan Fletcher in charge. So many times we forget about who has the greatest impact on our lives and oftentimes it's at the local level. And we have an opportunity here with this special election to get some control back, some sanity back in San Diego County. And you're absolutely right, Amy Reichert. The other people running are are as bad as Nathan Fletcher or worse. Tell everybody um, uh, what the issues are going forward. You know, we don't have the COVID lockdowns anymore, um, but we, it's, it's certainly the county supervisors, the, what, tell everybody what the issues are and why it's so important that they support you. And they can actually support you now because the election is on the 15th, but polling stations are currently open.
2: That's right. People can vote today right now in person. So here are the issues that are pressing right now. And it, San Diego County has never been as bad as Mm -hmm. it's been in the past five years. And I've been here since I was four years old. So the issues we're facing right now, homelessness, cost of living, and crime. Yes, And the approach that I have and my platform is completely different than my opponents. Uh, Again, my opponents, they're talking about things like reparations and guaranteeing universal income, and we can't even fix our roads. <laughs> oh <my> so <laughs> uh, when it comes to homelessness, my approach is shelter first with treatment because there is an intersection of homelessness, severe addiction, severe mental illness, and serious crime. And we need to hold people accountable for committing serious crime. And we need to provide these people who are committing serious crime uh, – you know, not a free pass, mm-hmm. and not a well. Just go off and uh, do whatever you want. No, it's going to be mandatory treatment for those who are committing serious crime and they're struggling with severe addiction or mental illness. Now, cost of living. Uh, what I will say is no to the mileage tax. No, no, no. Here, here. I. This is an opportunity to uh, sway Sandag by having me as county supervisor because. SanDAG just wants to keep taking our money and not spending any money on infrastructure. So I'll make sure that we don't give SanDAG one more dime until they fix our roads. And then public safety. Uh, just this year, the San Diego Police Officers Association awarded me a pin and also an honorary badge patch for saving their jobs and filing a federal lawsuit, which we won this year against the city of San Diego over mandate. So I will back our blue I will lower the cost of living by making sure that there's no new taxes like mileage taxes. And I will make sure that um, when it comes to uh, criminals committing crime on our streets, that they are held accountable.
0: You know, that's what we thats what we need. We need accountability. You know, the left is trying to take us down the road of communism. They only want to talk about things that divide us in order to gain control. And then their solution, they, they want to pit Americans against each other and say, you know, um, look, America is evil. If you're a person of color, you're never going to be able to get anywhere in this society unless you, you know, ha- have make sure that we get all, you know, a- increased taxes and we get all this money and then we're going to dole it out you know to this group over here and that doesn't all that does is divide and instill and, and hatred among Americans it doesn't solve any problems in fact it creates more problems and, and manufactures problems that we can't afford to pay what and, and, and you can see that playing out in the homeless crisis that we have right um, and you know you're absolutely right when I see this homelessness crisis increasing what I see is the same people that are pushing that have pushed for the legalization for drugs that that are okay with an open border that brings fentanyl in uh the the drug addiction problem is also tied to the mental illness problem and just moving them from one location to another doesn't solve the problem we've got to tell people look you know we're not gonna we're not just going to allow encampments on our streets you can't just make it a lifestyle choice to stay drugged up out of your mind the solution is not just install a bunch of machines somewhere where there's Narcan pens, you know, to inject in people. The answer for most of our, almost all of our problems that you describe is the the difference between a traditional America, which is about opportunity and individual responsibility and individual opportunity with individual responsibility versus just government handouts and, and control. That's how I see it.
2: Absolutely. And lack of leadership. I right. went down to the border last week and I had a border tour with border patrol agents and I got to go into a no man's land. That's the area between the primary fence and the secondary fence. And it's still considered U.S. territory, but there's only uh, authorized access. And as we uh, went through that area, it was pretty shocking and pretty eye opening. What I saw, uh, what I saw was uh, people coming across the border and uh, what's happening is uh, Border Patrol, they're claiming asylum, right? As it should be, we, we absolutely should have it. So I just want everybody to hear this. I am for legal asylum, but this is the actual situation that's going on at the border. So if somebody comes across, they say, I want to get asylum. Uh, then the Border Patrol agent has to spend eight hours doing paperwork when they could be protecting our borders mm-hmm. from the flood of fentanyl that's coming over and then you know what they're given a court date three years from now yeah something is very 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 wrong and these border patrol agents that i spoke to they are frustrated because that's not the job they signed up for to sit at a desk processing asylum claims they want to protect our country they want to protect our kids from fentanyl and our federal government Mm -hmm. is tying their hands behind their backs
0: yeah, the number one killer uh, between, I think, uh, of the age group 18 to 40, I believe, is overdoses is overdoses it's in particular horrific. fentanyl right now it's absolutely horrific this is a scourge the solution to our problems is not these far-left policies that that amy's uh, g- other candidates in district four are pushing that's only going to lead to additional issues we've got to help amy get over the finish line amy for San Diego.com. Um, amy god bless you and and thank you. we're gonna we're gonna continue to to tell people to support you thank you for being here tonight All right. Stay tuned. Final segment of tonight's Andrea Kay show. Elon Musk has tweeted out something, an interesting offer uh, to help those who've been oppressed. We're going to tell you about that when we come back.
3: You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego.
0: Welcome back to tonight's Angry K Show. So we had a caller. You guys are the best. 888-344-1170, by the way. We had a caller who called in and said, look, as for this Neo thing and his apology... Uh, It was his PR team that put out the apology and he's actually, I'm a little confused because when I read the apology, he says after reflection and it's like first person, him talking about me. Well, evidently he's done another video and issued a statement. So we want to get, we want to make sure we get the right information out there. So you have some audio of something additional that he said, Skins, yes? Yes.
4: Yep, it's it's directly from him, and it's a personal video that he shot just to clear up any of the, you know, confusion.
0: Okay, good. I want to hear it. Please play. What's going
5: on, loved ones? This is Neo. All right, listen, I normally don't give too much of a damn about what y'all think, about what I do, or what y'all have to say about what I say, whatever. I normally don't care because, like I said, opinions ain't special. Everybody got one. However, this is something I feel very strongly on, and I need y'all to hear this from the horse's mouth, not the publicist's computer, so check this out. Somebody asked my opinion on this matter, and this is how I feel. I will never be okay with allowing a child to make a decision that detrimental to their life. I will never be okay with that. I I, I definitely plan to educate myself a little bit more on this matter. However, I doubt that there's any book anywhere or any opinion that somebody's going to tell me that's going to make me okay with letting a child make a decision like that. That's just period, point blank, and that's how I feel. If I get canceled for this, then you know what? Maybe this is a world where they don't need a neo no more, all right? And I got no problem with that. I'm a hustler, all right? I'll figure it out. I got kids to raise, and I'm going to do that regardless. So with that being said, y'all have a good day. I love everybody. Live how you want to live, love how you want to love, but your opinion is yours. Speak your opinion as much as you damn well feel like it. Because as I said, they're not, impo- they're not special. Everybody got one, and you're entitled to it. I'm entitled to mine, all right? Y'all feel how y'all want to feel. Have a great day. It's Neo. Peace and love.
0: Boom shakalaka. Thank you, listener, for calling in because I am loving. He says, if if I get canceled for this, maybe the world don't need no knee- said, No knee- what no, yeah. What's his name? Neo-no-mo. Neo. He said, maybe the, if they want to cancel me for this, maybe the world don't need no neo-no-mo. Is that what he said? I am loving this man. I have never heard of you. And I love me some 90s rap, right? It
4: sounds like that just came, not- The response we just heard, but the, but, but the apology came straight from the PR team.
0: Well, and you know what? It says everything to me. He could have let that sit, but he was like, oh no, 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 no. I issued my opinion. I said my opinion and I, I I ain't apologizing to nobody. He said, I'm not apologizing. Here's what I love so much about it. Even forget even what the topic is. What were we talking about last hour? What did we open the show with? What did we talk to Larry Elder about in these lawsuits with Trump and this, particularly the indictment one uh, for January 6th, particularly the Jan 6th one? That is 100 percent about trying to silence and destroy the First Amendment. What is Neo talking about there? He's like, you er, 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 here. This is my opinion. And Even I get allowed. to say what I get. To, I'm allowed to have my opinion. You don't like it. You have your opinion. Everybody's got an opinion. It's not special. This is my opinion. I'm not apologizing for it. And and you know, yeah, I'll get I'll get quote educated. He's like, but I'm telling you, there ain't going to be a book you're gonna you're gonna give to me that you're you're gonna convince me it's okay to let you're a not child. Be. His mind. I ain't changing my mind. Right? You do you. That's fine. That's where I, you know, uh, you know, parent your kids how you want. But I and I love the fact that basically he's like. Supporting the First Amendment, he's well, like. And I, I know it's Monday, going-
4: but honestly, as of right now, he's my hero of the week.
0: Me too, because he's like, look, I got f- I got six kids to raise. What four boys and two girls? Five boys, five boys and one girl, or five boys and two girls. He's got a lot of kids to raise, and he's like, if I get canceled. He's like, I'll I'll work it out. I'll figure something out. I'm going to raise my kids. I'm going to take care of them. So I'm loving everything about him. He's basically somebody who's a hard worker. He says, I'm a hustler. This is somebody who's devoted to his children. This is, and also Larry Elder talked about not having enough dads in the home. This is a dad. He's like, I'm. my role is as a parent not to let my kid make choices and, you know, give them whatever they want, right? I'm going to be a dad. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to support my kids. And I'm going to express myself and exercise my right as as a First Amendment. And you don't like it too bad. Too bad.
4: Like he says, you do you, he's going to do him.
0: That's right. We need more of that, particularly when it comes to this issue surrounding children. I'm so sick and tired of people caving. You know, we needed Neo up, uh, you know, handling the the LBGT hearing that we had. I mean, he he was actually much more forceful than than Matt Gates was on the issue or really a lot of the other Republicans.
4: And they should take take some notes.
0: On this topic and anything else, this is what DeSantis should have done when he answered the question. Well, yeah, Joe Biden is president of the United States right now. But let me be clear. Yeah, this is was a definition lot, of freedom of speech. There's a whole lot of crap that took place in that election. For instance, the Wisconsin Election Commission came back and said that they didn't have the right to change election law that belongs to the state legislatures with the mail inboxes. There's a whole lot of things he could have said that didn't have anything to do with... Trump's, he he could have, the whole lot he could have said that didn't necessarily prop up Trump. He could have talked about the Wisconsin Election Commission. He could have talked about the results of the Arizona of the Arizona um Analysis that was done. He could have talked about the Hunter Biden laptop. He could have talked about how 17% of Biden voters said they wouldn't have voted for Joe Biden had they known about the Hunter Biden laptop story that everybody knows was suppressed. It's documented now. So, you know, nobody wants to vote. And certainly not MAGA wants to vote for somebody who's weak. Take a position. The blueprint was Trump when he came down the escalators in 2015 and 2016. He said, here's my positions. And you know What? America first and MAGA is common sense positions. What Neo just said. You can't tell from Neo and what he just said, whether or not he's a Republican, a Democrat or an independent, because he just took a position that is so common sense and should be common sense to every American. And when you're talking about something that's truthful, that's common sense, that's supported in facts, why would you ever go weak like DeSantis did in talking about 2020? This is the blueprint for losing and he's listening to establishment people whisper in his ear and giving him the blueprint for loss because the Republican Party would rather lose and in, in order to protect the uniparty system because they're all on the take. The majority of them are and the American people's wise to it. And this is why we've got to step up and push back against Every tool, every tactic that's being used by the uniparty system to control the outcome of our elections. And one of the most important ways that they're trying to control it is by controlling our minds, by controlling the flow of information. We got to start speaking up more. We got to be NEOs.
4: And NEO just said, you're not controlling my information.
0: You ain't controlling my information and you're not controlling what I say and what I believe. And we're going to be back tomorrow night at 6pm Pacific time right here. Speaking our truth, speaking the truth. Follow me on all the socials. Email me at show.com. And we'll see you Thursday night at our event. Love you all. Peace out.